Welcome to our Monday Night Memories series, and today a very special edition as we're going to pay tribute to one of the great players in the history of Purdue basketball, Terry Dissinger. Terry passed away in the third week of October uh, after a, an illness, and one of the greats, certainly, in the, like I said, in the history of Purdue basketball, and uh, not only from a, from a personal and professional level, uh, Terry was quite a quite a figure on and off the court. You've got Tim McGinley, who played with, with Terry and in, uh, in, uh, in his college days. And of course, Tim went on to do many things, but also a longtime member of the board of Purdue, uh, board of trustees. Dave Shellhouse joins us also. Dave led the nation in scoring, was an all American right after Purdue's next all American after Terry Dishinger and, uh, and, and David, uh, did a number of things in basketball, including, uh, coaching at Purdue and uh, other places as a head coach as well. He's going to write, is also in the process of uh, finishing a book or a book coming out. We'll talk about that. And of course, Ralph Taylor and Ralph, part of Purdue's most, uh, not most recent, but Purdue's first Final Four team, 1969, uh, one of the great all time uh, crowd favorites, longtime member of or a member of the Purdue radio crew, also worked with uh, Rob Blackman and, and company and Larry Clisby for years uh as a color analyst for Purdue men's basketball uh Ralph and Tim and I'm our Indianapolis natives also grew up correct Tim that's right you played yes. right and uh want to make sure I had my facts right that would be the first time of course Dave Shellhouse the pride of Evansville North High School and uh and made his way to West Lafayette as well um First, I guess I'll start with you, Tim, because you were a teammate of Dave and, and longtime relate of Dave of, of Terry and a longtime relationship. Just talk about you know Terry Dishinger, the person. It's hard maybe to 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 uh, put that all into one thought process, but uh, he was a very unique basketball player, but also professionally one of the most unique people you'd ever want to meet. Well, both of those statements are, are true. Uh, I first uh, met Terry uh, at the Indiana-Kentucky High School All-Star Series, which uh, is famous here in Indiana. And uh, we were roommates on, the, on that team. And Terry was number five. I was number 10, which was the last guy on the team, which perhaps meant I was the worst player on the team. But, uh, Terry... Uh, um, uh, was number five, as I mentioned, uh, and we had five centers on that team, and it didn't take long to realize that Terry was the best player on the team. And, in fact, we went on to win both games, and he was named the most valuable player. And so I got an early glimpse at his uh, at, at his future. They both came to Purdue. We were roommates. Uh, both studied chemical engineering. Uh, we... Uh, uh, it, perhaps a, a perspective on him uh, and his career needs to include the, what basketball was like back then. Yes, uh, You could not play as freshman. So he only had three years uh, to play. Uh, there were no three-point shots. There was no shot clock. Uh, so it was a very different environment. In fact, uh, one of the things that strikes me about Terry's records, which you can go into maybe later, is the fact that he only played in 70 games at Purdue. Right. And you look at today's teams are playing over 30 games 
a season. They play all four years. So current players uh, have 120 games to set records. Terry only had seven in comparison, and yet he's still, I think, number two in rebounding, which is remarkable. Uh, I think number six in scoring, and we can go on to the statistics. But And, and you got to realize this was a young man who was uh, six foot seven, 190 pounds playing center, which, uh, again, is a little bit out of date. But uh, just a little bit about his, his personal life and uh, Terry, extremely hardworking, uh, very religious. Uh, in fact, when we'd fly back from basketball games while the rest of us were sleeping uh, or cutting up, Terry would be in the back of the plane reading the Bible. Mm -hmm. uh, and he carried that uh, religious uh, devotion throughout his whole life, had a wonderful family, uh, became a great orthodontist. Uh, by going to school during the off seasons of his NBA career and uh, just a fine human, human being and uh, sidelight uh, Terry and I both dated uh, girls who were best friends since the fifth grade and uh, I uh, uh, spoke at his funeral here a couple of months ago and, but the highlight of the funeral was to see those two reconnect and all the uh, joy that they felt because uh, Terry had been sick for quite some time. Uh, but a wonderful man, wonderful basketball player, uh, and uh, definitely deserves to be in the upper echelon of any kind of all-star, all-American, Hall of Fame that you want to talk about uh, from Purdue. And the statistics bear that out. So let me stop there and let you go on. Well, and that and that is the truth. I mean, he's... Uh... He uh, his rebound numbers are are unbelievable, and and again his ability to play inside outside um, at 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 six foot seven, um, very very impressive. And Dave, you had a Dave Shellhouse, of course, in nineteen sixty six All American, and uh, All Big Ten in a couple of years, also at Purdue. Had an interesting experience because your early days, and, and this also speaks to Terry's amazing academic life and athletic life, but the fact that he was finishing up his degree uh, and coaching the freshman team. But tell us that story a little bit about how you first, you know, you obviously came from Evansville, very highly regarded, big time scorer, et cetera. But, uh, and you became the next great scorer at Purdue, certainly. But uh, talk about that relationship with Terry and and what you, just the first time you were around him. Well, uh, do, do I do something here? No, no, you're you're good. Just just speak. Okay. <laughs> you know, interestingly enough, I uh, had another when I was in grade school, uh, seventh and eighth grade, especially. I was really getting into basketball, and my dad was an official. Yeah. And from time to time, he would take me along, and say, "I want you to watch this guy do this and this guy do that." I can remember uh, Roger Kaiser, who played at uh, Dale, Indiana, and and then of course Terry. So my dad said, "Now you watch that Dishinger." He said he I can remember he talked about how quick a step he had to the basket, how quick his footwork and so forth. And uh, so right away, you know, at an early age, I was a fan. Uh, he was four years ahead of me, so when I was in high school is when 
Purdue, uh, he played at Purdue. And of course, everybody was uh, a fan of Terry Dishinger's and, and that team too, with Tim and Berkshire and the, uh, McQuitty. That was an interesting team. And I think a champion team outside of Ohio State. Yeah. Very uh, tough time to be in the Big Ten. And uh, so they made sure, Bob King and Ray Eddy made sure that I got a chance to meet Terry Dishner on my recruiting trip uh, because I was always talking about him. Am I going to get a chance to meet Terry Dishner? Da, 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 da. Yeah. Uh, so then when I finally got to Purdue as a freshman, uh, Terry had one semester to go uh, to get his degree. And he talked uh, the NBA into allowing him to go to school during the week and play on the weekends. And uh, to fill his time, I guess, uh, he helped Bob King coach the freshman team. Now, in those days, the freshmen could only play each other. You, right. you played prelim games to the varsity games. But uh, for us guys on the freshman team, that was unbelievable that we got a chance to scrimmage against Terry Dishner. And he'd come back on Monday and we'd say, how many points you get? He'd say, I got 24 in San Francisco or whatever. Um, so I got to, uh, to know him as uh, sort of a mentor, sort of a, a coach. Um, so that's, that was my main uh, interaction with Terry in those years. You know, Ralph, you had a chance, obviously, as a high schooler, you, you see, we're talking about offline about growing up in Indianapolis and hoping you could get good enough reception to see Purdue play. And I'm sure you watched the, those guys from down south also from time to time. But Terry Dissinger was um, a pretty unique guy in terms of uh, – uh, his skill set as a player. I mean, yeah, we talked about his great rebounding skills, but your memories of even watching him in the NBA in terms of what made him such a, you know, and, and it's been well documented. Oscar Robertson's talked about him. Others have talked about just how good this guy was as a player, but uh, your recollections of what you saw watching him uh, as a great scorer, but also did during his time when you were at Purdue and he was in the NBA and and later than that. I know in grade school watching him, it was amazing seeing him going up against bigger individuals like uh, Walt Bellamy, Jerry yeah. Lucas, some of the other uh, Big Ten centers. But Terry was just a very cerebral player, had outstanding footwork, was very fundamentally sound. And uh, I must confess, the reason I started watching Purdue basketball on Channel 4 is the fact that Willie Merriweather, who's a teammate yeah. of the great Oscar Robertson and Chris Pizzatics, came to Purdue as a freshman in 55, 56. And that caused me to start watching Purdue games. And then I remember the great Tim McGinley as a young kid watching him <laughs> play and, and reading about him as the scene of high school and then going to Purdue just that just added to my starting to watch uh, Purdue basketball but you know Terry was uh, really outstanding I think unfortunately a lot of times guys like him get for uh, they get forgotten because people were not born when when he played or they just go with the latest uh, outstanding player but Terry uh, I noticed was ranked number three in the yard barker top 25 Purdue basketball players of all time and I think another outstanding attribute with Terry was he made the 1960 Olympics team yeah. now on that team were individuals like Walt Bellamy Bob Boozer who was outstanding 
uh, Jerry Lucas, Oscar Robertson, Jerry West. So to make the Olympic team speaks volumes about Terry's ability as a player. And then, of course, when he was at Purdue, he was just really outstanding, played uh, defense and offense. Not only could he score, but he could also also rebound 190 pounds. He was one of the best rebounders in the Big Ten. Yeah, I think he still, if he rebounds per minute played, uh, he's about as high as it gets. Think about this now. This is the first hey, thing. Alex, can I add a, a yeah, go ahead, Tim. Go ahead. The Olympic uh, team that uh, Ralph just mentioned, because I think it is remarkable. You've got to realize he couldn't play as freshman, so he'd only had one year of college ball, and he was 19 years old, and somehow uh, got tapped for at least trying out for the Olympic team. But when you think about uh, how little experience or exposure that he had had, that he could not only make the team, uh, he ended up, I think, the fourth leading scorer. On, and he started, on the right? Yeah. yeah. He started, and they, they uh, it was in Rome, and they went undefeated and won the gold medal. And I don't think anyone, any team came within 20 points of him. So just a remarkable accomplishment uh, with very little ex exposure. Uh, and I think to add to Ralph's uh, comments about Terry's uh, um, visibility and uh, renown within basketball, I think that probably uh, it was diminished some by Ohio State and Jerry Lucas, as you said. Ohio State was number one in the country all three of our years that we played. Uh, we got as high as six in the country. Uh, nobody knows that, of course, doesn't care. And, and, and Jerry Lucas was named Player of the Year, uh, similar to Zach Eden. So as good as Terry was, you had, and as good as our team was, you were kind of overshadowed by the Ohio State and Right. Jerry Lucas uh, presence and that perhaps is why it hasn't had as much publicity or, or notoriety as some other players, but the facts are the facts and the statistics are the statistics and he belongs among the great. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, John Havlicek, Bailey Howell, uh, was it, uh, Mel Nor Nor Norwell, um, Mel Noel, Jerry. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Guys, all that, uh, uh, that was as, as dominant as Purdue is right now in the Big Ten almost. And, of course, yeah. Ohio State played in, what, three national championship games, only won one of them. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and a guy named Bob Knight played in those teams too. But it, it, it is pretty amazing that uh, Terry – and the fact that he's, like you said, got his way to a starting, starting role. And I can remember reading a book written or a biography of Oscar Robertson talking about how – like I said, how what a great player he was and how much he meant to that group. And even Purdue's own Carson Cunningham wrote a great book on on each of the Olympic trials for, from each year, from each Olympic Olympiad and well-documented Dissinger and what he was just to make that team. And that was maybe the first team that was not an AAU team. Is that correct? I may be wrong on that, but uh, it was one of the first teams that they actually – got guys from all over the place to, to play on the team from colleges and uh, very, very impressive from that standpoint. Dave, I want to ask you what made him, was it quickness? Was it, uh, was he a dead eye shooter? I mean, obviously he could shoot the basketball. I know there weren't as, as Tim well documented, no three pointer at that time, but 
was he a quick jumper and what what made him so so unique as a basketball player well i think all those things i mean he was an all-state football player yeah. and a track, a too, track right? hurdler yeah um he was quick he was uh you know a good jumper but he had a beautiful jump shot um and you know when he went to the pros he had to go in the army a couple years <laughs> and uh also and uh you know, he just had a tremendous uh, uh, background, uh, very competitive. But he, I think his quickness for his size, I mean, he was just a handful to guard. I mean, you, you know, you talk about rebounding against big guys. Well, they had to guard him too. You know, I mean, he was quick. And he could get to the basket and he could get to the foul line. And uh, he scored a lot of points. Yeah, and, and and did it in a number of different ways is uh, pretty well documented about doing that in terms of in terms of and 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 Ralph even with the way basketball you know basketball has evolved certainly and it might have even been different in your days in in uh, in, uh, in Lambert Fieldhouse and Mackey Arena even as it continued to evolve but you were around you were around uh, played with the greatest scorers even though Dave Shellhouse is number two and Terry Dissinger is number three, but Rick Mount, you played with guys that was a scoring game at that time. But uh, Terry Dissinger had a unique way also, as if from everything I've read, of also making others better around him. He was a great team player, even in the NBA, when it obviously is a scorer's league. Um, any thoughts on that from that perspective? Well, I think uh, Terry is more than just a scorer. I think he uh, was good in assisting, and I think uh... – you know, he, he had no problems passing to the open man. Yeah. And I think that really separates good players from just great players. And I think he was a great player because he had the ability not only to assist, he could defend, he could rebound, and he was an excellent shooter and he played defense. And that, that spoke volumes about his ability to play. And again, let's keep in mind, he's six seven one ninety, <laughs> going up against Jerry Lucas, Walt Bellamy, and some of the other Big Ten centers who had trouble guarding him, like Dave pointed out, he may have had some trouble guarding them, but they had even more trouble trying to guard him because he was inside out, very nimble and very quick. Tim, one of my favorite stories, whether it's urban legend or not, maybe you can help me with this, that uh, heading into his last college game, uh, Michigan State, or at least, or maybe it was the last weekend, it, that um, uh that his teammates, Olympic teammates, Jerry Lucas, and maybe it was John Havlicek. You know, I don't know if Havlicek was on that team, but yeah. Luke Lucas had said, you know, by the way, we're going to play Jimmy Rail and we're going to slow him down, and you're going to get, you're going to, we're going to lead the path so that you can win the Big Ten scoring championship, of which he scored what fifty-two. He holds the record still for the most forty plus forty plus point games in Purdue history even more than rick mount uh, which is interesting but is that story the least bit true is it a good story but uh, i know that uh, lucas and company had a tremendous amount of respect for terry dissinger but uh, uh have you ever heard that one before oh ever... yeah i witnessed it okay <laughs> yeah. tell, tell us about it the uh uh well terry and jimmy rail were i think tied uh, in scoring and of course, Rail played uh, at Indiana. Right, go ahead. Rail played at Indiana uh, and tied around, I don't have this exactly, but around 30 points a game uh, average. And uh, 
Terry and Lucas had become close friends on the Olympic team. And as you uh, set it up, uh, the uh, Purdue is going to play uh, Michigan and IU's playing Ohio State. Ohio State's already clinched the title for Big Ten, so this wasn't even a question. And uh, it was actually via the old telegram, if you remember the telegram. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, Terry got a telegram from Jerry Lucas, and it basically said, and I don't remember the quote, but I saw it, saw it um, that uh, you do your job today and we'll take care of Jimmy Rail. And they put uh, Havlicek on Rail. Havlicek was known as a, a pretty aggressive uh, defender. And of course, they, you know, they were such a great team. And yeah. I don't, I think they, he may have scored 15 points or something like that. And Terry had, and we did, you know, we all were aware of the situation so we made uh sure that terry got uh, got the ball a lot and, and he won going away the the, the uh, individual scoring uh championship i might add if, if i can another story uh, please do taken off of ralph's uh, comments about walt bellamy um one of our most memorable games in our uh, career at purdue for terry and i both uh, was the our sophomore year and the opening Big Ten game uh, for us was at Bloomington. And IU was favored to win the Big Ten. Nobody knew how good Ohio State was because they hadn't played a game yet. Uh, and Walt Bellamy was an All-American center, and they uh, had Frank Radovich and uh, Gary Long. Anyway, a really outstanding team. Uh, so they were heavily favored. And in, in our case, in my personal case, that was the first game I ever started for Purdue. Because, and I only did because our uh, Bobby Orr, the guard who was ahead of me, uh, got hurt in the prior game. So we go down there. We, you know, we're all sophomores, and we, we don't have a chance. And, of course, we upset them and uh, won that game. And I think if you would have asked Terry of all the games we played, he would have probably pointed to that one as the uh, the, the highlight, uh, and, and it certainly was for me as well. So, anyway, when he mentioned Walt Bellamy, uh, uh, you know, he he was a great player uh, as well. I <clears throat> I could tell you a lot of stories. There so, are so I'll many. There. Well, I'm going to say there are so many guys, and you know, you talk about the heyday of. Uh, Big Ten basketball, and there have been many, but that was a time too where there were just some some uh, unbelievable. I have a question I'd like yeah. to ask Tim, and I've always been curious about that. Did uh, Did Terry ever think about going somewhere else? I mean, what was his recruiting like? Well, he uh, he played at Terre Haute, uh, right, uh, and uh, he. His coach uh, was a man named Kurt. Kurt's oldest son, a year older than a uh, year or two years older, was already at Purdue playing basketball and was on the team. His brother, Bobby Kurt, was in Terry's class in Terre Haute, and he came to Purdue on, on a scholarship as well. Uh, but uh, and later, uh, so anyway, Terry was just kind of geared to come uh, to Purdue because of those relationships. And uh, the only other thing I could add is, uh, and, and he had already committed to come to Purdue when we were playing in the Indiana All-Star Games. That's why we were roommates. Yeah. 
Um, but Terry uh, told me about his recruiting trip to Indiana, which didn't go well. And, and I, <laughs> I won't reveal all the details of it. But in any case, his dad said to him, said, you're going to Purdue. <laughs> not not IU. And it had to do with some circumstances around the the recruiting was, process. So there were quote unquote a lot of circumstances I heard in those days around Indiana and recruiting, but uh, right, we can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't prove any of it. Uh, but uh, everybody I think I've ever talked to and you has talked about that, but that went on both places from a visit standpoint. One thing that Terry told me, and I was fortunate enough to do a, a pretty extensive interview with him in 2015. Um, but talked about his mother was being a huge role uh, in his in his and just kind of making him the uh, I don't know if it was a competitiveness standpoint, but uh, that she was she was big in terms of uh, making him who he was. But boy, he loved I, I know he talked also about how much he loved to play football, but uh, yeah. uh, but he was uh, certainly a uh, and then his track. You know, if you think about that, uh, that being long like he was at six, seven, one ninety, I suppose that the hurdling uh, uh, set up well. But I would think he also, I think, played a fair amount of baseball too. Yeah. Quick side um, note: he he played baseball for Purdue. Yeah. One year. That's what I thought. And at, yeah. at first base, and you can imagine a target to throw at that's six, seven, pretty pretty uh, attractive situation. But yeah, basketball was his first love. Yeah, no question. Hey, hey, Alan, can I interject for a second? Yeah, by all means. You know, I think when uh, Purdue fans look at who the greatest Purdue players in history were, I think if you take this statistic and compare it to any other Purdue basketball player, I think it should resolve the issue of who were the who was the best Purdue basketball player college and professionally. Uh, <clears throat> this guy was uh, three times an NBA All-Star, and he was the NBA Rookie of the Year. That was Terry Dishon. Yeah. What other Purdue basketball player has achieved any of those? And I think also, when you look at the fact that when he was drafted in uh, 62, he won the NBA Rookie of the Year award over Jerry Lucas, uh, Dave DeBusher, John Havlicek, Chet Walker. So any fans curious who they were, they might check them, check them out and see that some of these guys are inducted to the, Indi uh, to the, uh, uh, the NBA oh, Hall of Fame. Yeah. Dishinger again, three-time NBA All-Star, 63 Rookie of the Year. You know, one other player yeah. of that era was Don Nelson. Oh, yeah. Uh, Don Nelson was the center at Iowa, and uh, uh, he, he, too, was uh, All-American level and then, of course, became a pro coach, and he would have been in that same rookie class, Ralph, that you're talking about. Uh, Big Ten had, you had Terry, you had Jerry Lucas, you had Don Nelson, you had uh, Havlicek, uh, they did, it was, it was the loaded conference in terms yeah. of talent. Yeah, no question. Almost uh, to the point of Ben president, his personality, Dave, and I, and I, and again, just knowing him over the years, just a, I always said he was just such a lovely man. He prepared just a, even though obviously being, I, I'm, I'm amazed that, uh, that he was like Tim McGinley, a chemical engineer and going to Purdue, nothing against the degrees that Ralph and Dave and myself all received. That was, that was all wonderful, but it is very, very impressive to be able yeah. to do that and go on and become uh, one a, a pretty well-renowned orthodontist as well. But just talk about it. What, you know, what kind of guy he was in terms of just a, 
he always seemed to be kind of to me to be somewhat soft-spoken not a lot about himself and maybe tim might be the best answers but i'll start with you dave what what are your recollections just in terms of what kind of well again i i agree with you as far as you know academically to engineering i mean i wouldn't even <laughs> went went to the building and uh, you know that that's amazing and then he decided to become an, an orthodontist uh in the kind of the middle of his pro career and he went there in between seasons uh, as far as my the first, i only played two years in the nba and the first year he was in the army yeah but then the next year i remember he was with detroit yeah and in those days there were only 10 teams so you played everybody nine times so you know, he always made a point, uh, even though I wasn't playing a lot, to talk to me and say hello and, you know, encourage me. And so you're right. He was the kind of person, I think, that cared about other people and and wanted them to do well. Yeah, no question. Tim, you may just because obviously you were rooming with him and was around him, just his personality in terms of uh very obviously intellectual but also just kind of i always i was kind of a little bit on the soft spoken side but i don't know if that's fair that may be how he interviewed i don't know but uh what to what you know in, in all the years of having that relationship with him uh what did you count on most in terms of that relationship and what kind of person he was well i think he was pretty uh steady and consistent and uh basketball player I knew and you know when he was 20 years old uh, uh, and his traits and characteristics were pretty much the same when he was 70 and 80 years old yeah. um, very much family oriented uh, loved uh, as we all do our kids and grandkids but he he devoted time and time again to whatever their particular needs and needs were um uh, and I, I guess I'd also point to the uh, orthodontic career because, yeah. you know, he played basketball for a few years, you know, four at Purdue and I think nine total in, in uh, the pros. But then he had a 30 plus year career as an orthodontist. Uh, and uh, I had a chance to meet some of his patients uh, when I was in Portland and other people who and it was sort of summarized around the idea that he was a very caring individual and that he would uh, go out of his way to uh, console parents and console patients. And uh, as Terry said uh, one time after he'd retired, he said he had the greatest career because he got to do what he loved. And the other part of it was that his son followed him in, yeah. in the practice and continues today as running the uh, Dishinger practice. So, and, and he, uh, you know, rose to uh, fame in, in that field too, because he yeah. was a visiting lecturer. Uh, he had several patents that he uh, uh, created and actually toured uh, around the world talking about these uh, patents, uh, a company that made them sponsor him and, sent he and Mary around the world. So um, he, and he loved the, the, the history of the basketball, but he had the gold medal in his office yeah. uh, along with his jersey, which was special for his patients. But uh, just a wonderful human being and uh, a role model in many ways, uh, basketball being one, but certainly not limited 
to just basketball. Yeah, one thing I do know that my few times with Terry was if you were alive today, he would be talking about this basketball team. I want to get to you with each one of you, uh, real, uh, not real quickly, but about that. Of course, Purdue returns to number one rank today. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. Uh, but he would, he loved it. And in my experience, loved it even when, um, again, my one of my last experiences with him talking about Matt Painter and the, the job he was doing. Uh, but to be number one each of the last three years has been pretty impressive. Um, but uh, talk about that, Ralph, and you know what you're seeing. We, we again have get, got to talk a little bit after that win over Arizona. But this is a very special unit. To, it could use a t guy like Terry Dissinger, but it, but uh, Matt Painter has some players that 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 uh, number fifteen in the middle is pretty good, and so is uh, number three and. Uh, uh, as well, but tell tell me about uh, where you're seeing this team right now, and and I know that if Terry were here, we'd be having this conversation as well. Well, I think when you start with number fifteen, Zach Eady, you're probably looking at a ten point advantage already, and you're also <laughs> looking at the fact that whoever's guarding him probably will foul out. Yeah, uh, and I think uh, <laughs> the impact he's ma he's making on the court is just is just tremendous, and when you throw in when Smith and Lawyer are on, it's like, who are you going to sacrifice in terms of playing defense against Purdue? Are you going to double, triple team Edie, leaving Smith and Lawyer wide open? I think this team uh, has the ability to uh, go quite a distance. As long as they continue playing together, continue playing together, Lawyer and Smith continue to hit their shots when they when they get them. Uh, and then the addition of Lance Jones has really helped because I think it's hard to pressure us <clears throat> when you got Lance Jones, who's another ball handler. And I think uh, right now we're in a roll. I just hope we can keep our momentum going. Tim McGinley, you can talk about good guard play. You you did it in your day. Number two and number three were unbelievably good, obviously, Saturday, late Saturday afternoon in a game that you witnessed. But uh, what are you seeing from this team? I mean, it's hard not to like them. It's hard not to like the way they're, they're yeah. they seem like they're great guys. But what do you, what do you, what, what makes this team extra, extra special from your perspective? Well, having been a guard when I was at Purdue, I kind of leaned towards uh, watching the guards and how they play. And, I actually had an opportunity after the game to be uh, uh, with Smith. And the thing that struck me about it, I'm taller than he is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how he does what he does. Uh, I don't know if your him, arms are as long, though. Boy, he has long Well, arms. that may be. And the jumping yeah. <laughs> ability is clearly in his favor. But, uh, you know, it's just a special team. I mean, you don't have uh, this kind of performance over several years. Uh, very often. Uh, they're fun to watch. They're exciting. I mean, my wife, who's a basketball fan, she can't wait to go to every single game. I can't invite anybody else. <laughs> uh, they, uh, uh, they're special, and they're better than last year. Uh, my thought, though, and my focus is let's win the Big Ten championship. <laughs> let's yeah. focus on that and get that done and then go from there because uh, – you know, it's a, a long season. There's a lot of ups and downs and who knows what lies ahead. But th they are special, and uh, it, uh, it's fun to watch. And you just can't say enough about Zach Eady. I mean, he, uh, I heard Robbie Hummel say uh, people think he's only good because he's big. And, you know, that's just so far from the truth. 
in terms of how he's worked and improved on his footwork, on you know his shots, on uh, on you know dealing with double teams, triple teams, you know assists that he, uh, you know he he didn't exactly stand out Saturday against Arizona, but at the end of the day he had like I think what twenty three points and nine rebounds, something like that. So very average kind of, day for him, yeah. Yeah, ho hum performance, right? Uh, he anyway, they're special. And, uh, and uh, you know, it, it just it's going to be a wonderful year, regardless of how it turns out. Yeah, Dave, you, you and I have run each other in the hallways of Mackey Arena, and you've coached at the, at the college level and, and certainly have watched the game for years. But you talk about this team. Uh, I like, The only thing you have to like also is just all the other role players that can make things happen, even guys. You know, teams are – you've coached. It's tough to have a Mason Gillis, Ethan Morton, uh, Caleb First, Miles Colvin, Camden Heidi that may not play that many minutes and uh, certain particular games. And some days they will. Trey Kaufman Wren falls into that as well. Talk about that from a coaching standpoint, how difficult that can be uh, to, to manage that. And yet uh, you've got a team that uh, seems to be very, very together. Well, I, I agree with what Tim and Ralph have both said. I, I've never seen one player ever improve like Edie, and that's in all areas. I mean, rebounding, blocking shots. uh, The other thing that I've really been impressed in the last couple of years, especially last year and this year, there's never a loose ball that they don't go for. I mean, there's nobody standing around, and I think a lot of that has to do with playing time. If you're going to go out there and lope, you aren't going to play. Yeah. Uh, now, of course, Edie's going to play, and our two guards are going to play. But uh, the point is, is they're really getting the effort. I, You know, they're not going to lose very many games. I mean, they're just not. Uh, they, they're they deep, and they're, they're good. And so uh, it's a good time to be a Purdue fan right now. All right. Well, in the memory of Terry Dissinger, it would be fun for all of us to be watching them in April and in in Arizona. And like you said, Tim, the 26th Big Ten championship is important, too. And you guys always as players, Ralph, had the opportunity to be a be a member of a Big Ten champion team. It's a big deal to win the Big Ten. I think Matt Painter believes that as well. They want they want to take care of first things first. But uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for your time today. And uh, uh, it's a bittersweet time. But I think uh, Terry Dissinger should will never be forgotten in, in, in Purdue basketball annals. And we want to do what we can to make sure that happens. And you guys did a great job of helping bring that light. Happy holidays to you and to all of everyone along the line that are watching and listening this as well. Uh, thanks so much. And thanks also to our dear friend, Nate Barrett, and the folks at Chariot Auto Group who sponsor Monday Night Memories. It's always a privilege to do that. We're going to do one next month, guys, which you guys will enjoy watching. is a 1974 NIT team, and I'm getting all those guys. I don't know if we've got enough microphones for all of them, but uh, we'll, we'll have a lot of fun with uh, that group, uh, uh, I'm sure. We'll be doing that. I think we're targeting January the 8th. For that uh and of course they're going to be up as part of the hard to believe you guys can know this uh hard to believe it's 50 years since they won the nit in 1974 but they'll be back for the purdue penn state game on january 13th so we'll have some fun with that so happy holidays all safe travels if you're traveling 
we appreciate all of you that uh, are interested in goldenblack.com and and golden and our YouTube site on down the line. Uh, we appreciate you as well. So thanks again for watching and listening, and we'll look forward to our next edition of Monday Night Memories in January. Thanks. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.